Sally Freeman, single mum and superwoman, to the rescue once again. Let me take those for you, love, I say to Mrs Kapoor, who is struggling up the first flight of stairs, a heavy bag of shopping from the local Save It supermarket in each hand. Lifts out again, Sally, she mutters at me. Little buggers. It's the third time this week they've stuck up those buttons with Chewy. I'll give them a bloody clip round the ear if I catch them. It would probably be the last thing that she did. Mrs Kapoor's a tiny woman, all wrinkles and sinew. No match for the hulking great youths who hang around the flats looking for trouble and invariably finding it. I'm about a foot taller than her and I'm a little shorty myself. Living on the 10th floor isn't easy at any age. I'm out of puff when I get up there. When you're well past pensionable age, as my lovely neighbour is, it must be a nightmare. The old lady stops and leans against the wall while she catches her breath. It's about 80 degrees out there. The sun's cracking the flags. Those that haven't already been cracked for years because the council never gets round to fixing them. Despite the heat, Mrs Kapoor's still wearing a thick coat and a headscarf over her sari. Super Sal takes the bags from her. Stocking up? I ask. I'm out of everything, she says with a shake of her head. No bog roll, no cat food. Technically, we're not supposed to have cats in our tower block, but no one minds Mrs Kapoor's big ginger moggy gandy, apart from the council, of course. That cat's the only company she has these days. He was originally called something else, something more cat-like, Tiddles or Puss-Puss, but all the residents rechristened him and it kind of stuck. Now even Mrs Kapoor calls him Gandhi. Got me pension today, though. She gives me a gappy smile. I hope you've treated yourself to a nice big cream cake. I have that, she chuckles. Got Gandhi a bit of fresh fish, too, as well as his tins. Probably why me bags are so heavy. I've told you before, a reminder. I'll do your shopping for you. All you have to do is give me a knock and tell me what you want. I'm up there every day. Oh, I don't like to bother you, doll. I've got naff all else to do, Mrs K. It's no trouble. You're a sound girl, Sally Freeman. What would I do without you? Get one of your lazy good-for-nothing sons to look after you, I want to say. But I don't. She adores them all. Lazy bastards that they are. And wouldn't have a word said against them. They deign to pop in for five minutes once in a blue moon and then, strangely, she never seems to be able to find a pension money when they've gone. And I thought Indian families were supposed to be close. Hoisting up the save-it bags, I say. Ready for the assault on the North Face? She laughs at that. Unlike other superheroes, I don't have my own cape or lycra outfit emblazoned with an eye-catching flash of lightning. No. All I've got is a Matalan t-shirt, charity shop jeans, very last season, and cheap shoes off one of the stalls on Kirbilly Market. No silky padded knickers and star-spangled corset for this Wonder Woman. Come on, Mrs K, you can make me a quick cup of tea when we get to the top. Most superheroes get to save the world. All I do is stop frail old biddies from having heart attacks because some bored, senseless little shite thought it was fun to vandalise the lifts. I put my hand under Mrs Kapoor's elbow and give her a bit of encouragement up the stairs. Ever thought of applying to the council for a bungalow, Mrs K? Or what about sheltered housing? Even if she lived on the second or third floor, it would have to be better than this. She takes the steps painfully slowly, lifting one tiny foot to the next earth, then a mammoth effort until the other joins it. My son, Charlie, walked like this when he was two years old. Now he's ten and he runs up here like a wildebeest with a hungry lion at its bum. Mrs Kapoor stops and takes a few laboured breaths. I've lived here all my life, doll. I can't move now. This is all I know. Where would I go? She shakes her head again and her scarf falls over her eyes. 
I put down one of the bags and push it back for her. I'll be going out of here in a wooden box. Sooner than she'd like if she has to keep using those stairs. The council has given up bothering to come and fix the lift, no matter how many times I ring and complain. It works for about three days, sometimes not even that long, then someone kicks in the door or pulls off the control panel. Once there was a big pile of poo in there, and frankly, I couldn't swear that it was from a dog. In my role as superwoman, I had to clean it up, of course. I'm on first-name terms with everyone in the local housing department. Not that it does me any good. You'd think they'd be nicer to one of the regulars. Frankly, their customer service isn't what it should be. While we catch our breath, I'll tell you a bit more about where I live. It's what's commonly called a sink estate on the outskirts of Liverpool. Our tower block, one of three on the estate, is bordered by a ragtag of rundown council houses and prefabs that probably should be condemned by now, 